Today's episode is brought to you by me. Still mostly just brought to you by me. However, my friends over at DefiantBean.com are trying to help out too, but they can't do it alone. Defiant Bean Roasters take responsibly sourced quality coffee beans, lovingly and caringly roast them, sometimes while listening to the Enormacast apparently. Then they put them in a bag, still warm, in a box, and send them to you. So fresh, the beans think they're on a little vacation right up until they hear the grinder fire up. But anyway, DefiantBean.com is offering EnormaCast listeners a deal. 10% off any order, and we, the royal we over here at the EnormaCast, get 10% as well. That's DefiantBean.com. Enter Enormo in the coupon code at checkout and get 10% off great coffee. Or head over to EnormaCast.com, click on the Defiant Bean banner for details. Be defiant. Demand fresh roasted coffee. All right, on to the show. We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? You, are you playing here? We're doing the, uh, the Normo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, big place. Sold that's, it out. Town. that's a big nice. place. You sold What's it that? out. I'll see. You really should. Look, you better get up there before you panic. Those pens are loose. You're very good. I have really enjoyed having them with you. We'll make it. I don't think so. But we shall continue with style. Good weather, bad weather. Now or later, anytime. Okay, this is the intro? Sense. Yeah. This I mean, well, yeah. I could leave some of this boring in. Boring intro. <laughs> Uh, hello and welcome to the Normal Cast. This is your host Chris Kalous. I am in uh, Studio A with uh, two good friends from Carbondale who are going to join me on the show today. Steve Denny, a returning co-host, yeah, and uh, another returning co-host and friend of the show, BJ Sabara from SplitterChoss dot com. Hey, How's Chris. it going? Good. It is. Uh, what's the date? What is the twenty eighth? What does the uh, Builder 28th. Girls thing that say over good. there? Yeah, it's September 28th. It's about it's an odd time to be recording. It's about 5:45 in the evening, which the sun's up and I don't know. It's it's sort of I've never recorded at this time that I remember. So, it's a little weird, but work's done, you know, it's Friday, right? Yeah. So, uh on today's a normal cast, we are doing listener mail, which I actually promised a long time ago that I would do this as a supplemental show. In addition to the other shows, but uh, well, guess what? It's number twenty, and this is what you get for the two-week show for the first of October. So uh, we're going to do a listener mail show, but before we do that, um, I would like to address a few things of business with the normal cast. And these guys are just going to hang out while I do that. First of all, um, I I think I'm caught up on sticker orders. I have, I believe, sent out all the stickers, and I know some of you have been waiting a long time, especially you foreigners, you out of the country, you overseas folks. Um, I finally did send those, and some of you donated a little money to get them, and you've probably been like, that guy just took my money, <laughs> took my euros and ran. But I did not. I just, I wasn't, the, the post office is difficult. It's like, it's for like, Stay-at-home moms and old people who don't have jobs. Because it's like 9 to 4.30. Or 4. Isn't it 9 to 4? Yeah, I think it's like 4. Yeah. Who can go to the post office from 9 to 4? Steve can. I yeah. can. Yeah. 
All right. Anyway, so I have been been falling behind because I had to go to the post office to, to get the you know send the stuff overseas, but they're coming. So with that said, if you in have sent your address to me and begged for stickers or given me some money for stickers or whatever by the what is it September twenty eighth and you do not get your stickers in the next couple few weeks, that means that I did in fact lose your email or something happened where I missed it. And, you know, I'm just creating this system. I don't really have a secretary or a, or a personal assistant or anyone else to hand off these sort of uh, clerical things to. So if I missed it, you don't get it. Like, honestly, tell me, hey, where are my stickers? I won't be like, why are you bugging me? Leave me alone. I'll send you more. If you get stickers and you stick them all and you want more, I'll give you more stickers. So um, I want to get rid of them. I want to get them out there. So that's the sticker thing. I also wanted, I put on the Facebook page, uh, the Norma Cast Facebook page recently, that we hit 50,000 downloads. Whoa. Whoa. Now, I don't know if that seems like a lot or not because, you know, like I always say, the, the This American Life does that in like 40 seconds. Yeah. But I feel like it's a milestone, so I just wanted to bring that up, and I wanted to thank everybody for, for doing that and downloading, and uh, I don't know, it feels like a big deal. 50,000 times people went and, and listened to the show, so that's pretty cool. Um, thanks for that. And the other thing is I am um, going to start really putting a, a move towards T-shirts. So I feel though as though we've I've got enough fans now that it's going to make it kind of worthwhile, so um, hopefully you guys will be stoked to buy a t-shirt and, and show your love. And the cool thing is, is if you buy a t-shirt now, like early on when I get the designs up, you will be like that cool kid that discovered the band first. And you might as well just get them now because in a couple of years, everybody's, it's going to be like the Adidas thing. It's going to be over played, you know, it's going to be done with so you want to get on that as soon as i get them up but um i'm just working on it and i I want to assure you that that's like my next task with this thing is to get some t-shirts and some maybe some koozies or something koozies are good yeah i just ordered a um with some of your your generous donation money i ordered an automatic little stamp for my address because when i was addressing all those envelopes i was getting so sick of it and i was like dude this is a a 15 dollars well spent so i have a stamp now the Norma Cast has an idea. official stamp. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's all the business for now. Um, we're going to go ahead and, and do some listener mail. I've been getting listener mail from the very beginning. I, I know I beg for it a lot because, uh, I don't know, it just validates this whole thing. And it's actually one of the, the coolest things um, about doing the podcast is that I get this these uh, pieces of mail. Um, I actually literally got a piece of mail from Becca, um, an actual written letter. I thought it was so... Like 1995, I was so excited that uh, someone took the time to write a nice little note to me. But mostly I'm getting emails, obviously. But the emails are awesome. You can send them to chris at anormacast.com. And um, all sorts of things. People ask me, like, advice. I get sort of questions about relationship advice. I get questions about climbing advice. A lot of people have, you know, just, just written in to say, hey, thanks for the podcast, which is nice. And I appreciate that. A lot of people understand that this takes a lot of time and, and they, they express that and are, are pretty stoked. Um, I haven't gotten a ton of criticism. I've gotten into some discussions, you know, back, way back in the uh, Hayden Kennedy days. Does anybody even remember that? Do you remember he like chopped some bolts somewhere or something yeah. like that? 
the sort of flavor of the month back in uh, back in March or so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I haven't gotten a lot of criticism, which I don't know. Do you get BJ? Do you get any sort of harping over at Splitter Choss? Yeah, uh, not not often. No. Criticism is is rare. I'd say like the all out like you suck or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, you'll have people that may take issue with what you're talking about, but I would say most people are pretty, which is odd, but fairly polite about it. Right. You know, or maybe I just forgot the ones that were mean because I just deleted them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I expected more just because, uh, you know, one of the things we started this or early on in the podcast, like I said, I did that, those Hayden Kennedy ones. And so I delved, you know, so deeply into, um, the, 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 the forums over that. I was like, oh my God, the the underbelly of the climbing community like this is somebody's gonna take me down but nobody's taken me down yet i've had some sort of a a few like light critiques of and more like here i think this would be better if you did it this way but uh anyway so not that i'm inviting that but please feel free if i say something that pisses you off i mean write it up like there was that one episode but I think I was a little more oh, con- the one about the uh, I think it had like the daisy chain thong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It got a little ugly. Actually, um, <laughs> a, a reader or a listener rather wrote in to tell me that uh, Tommy Caldwell is actually on video mm. on one of the videos where he's on the nose with the uh, with his daisy train between his legs. So the l- little piece of you die that day. I stand corrected. <laughs> Although I don't know, it seems like that guy. He, he may be a great climber, but there's a few style points. I can have <laughs> oh, anyway, God. So. You're never going to get you a show like that, you hear right? Me? <laughs> you come argue with me about that one. Actually, l- let me talk about the daisy chain again. <laughs> See, I shouldn't have even brought it up. No. It is one of those places where I will admit being a mostly you know utilitarian-focused guy, like if it works, I believe in it. Like do it if it works. And in that case, I understand why it works because if you run it along your side, then you can you'll end up clipping your other gear to it because it's like laying on yeah, your yeah gets in the way gear. right totally. Now I would argue that you shouldn't have it at all, but we'll, the AMG actually doesn't necessarily recommend it. No, I've no. looked it up. Tracy just had a course and no daisy chains for her. Exactly. <laughs> so that's a whole nother show. But so, but this is a case where it just it just looks terrible. Like having it there. I mean, your boys are there. Like yeah. rule number one is right. look good, right? So anyway, so you anyway. might get some comments. On right? That come on, now. someone. Yeah, whatever. No, no one's that excited about it. No one really cares. Anyhow. All right. So um, one of the listeners, or a couple listeners actually, who used to listen to um, Off Belay, which was the previous podcast of this one. Ask me about the what you've been climbing up. So we used to do that with that. And I, the mm-hmm. format of this one is a little bit different. So I can't always do that because I usually am in an interview, kind of a straight interview. And um, But you guys are here, so I'm going to do it. So what well, do you mean? It got old too, right? Because it was like rifle. Right. Yeah, like Black Indian. It's going to be the same. Indian be the same. <laughs> That's why we're bringing it back this this episode. So where have be- you been? Oh, I've been to rifle in the Black Canyon. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was just in the Black Canyon. Okay, cool. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like all great time. they want to hear it's it. I just don't know awesome. that it's, it's not that interesting, I think, <laughs> yeah, especially like if you don't live Carbondale here. guys. Like, what the heck so honestly, you guys do? haven't been anywhere besides that recently? Uh, how recent are we talking? Yeah, I was I in Jackson why. like a few weeks ago. You climbed the Grand, mm-hmm. am I right? Nice. How was that? It was great. What'd yeah. you climb on it? Uh, the uh, Exum Ridge, full Exum Ridge. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good times. Is that different than... Like the guided Exum Ridge? Well, you can like cut into it like upper ab- above it and uh-huh. make it easier. 
Right. But the full thing is like five seven. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. How many how many feet? I don't, I don't know. A bunch. I mean it's huge, right? A bunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how tall is that mountain? It's high it's high. You do like, it, like there's six pitches, I think, on the lower and then you just run up the the, the upper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the upper's like a lot of fourth class. Oh yeah, it's, it's the like upper. they call it five five or something. I I don't know. Maybe I just missed that part. Yeah, it's kind of com- complicated up there. Yeah, mountains. Yeah, DJ, anything good? Uh well, so Tracy did this AMGA uh, rock instructor oh, course right in North Conway. Uh huh. Mm. That was two weeks, and that's all trad. So she made me go trad climbing, which you know. This summer has been, well, this summer, basically since April, we've been doing nothing but sport climbing. So we were like, all right, let's go do something different, get ready for this class. So we spent two weekends in Lumpy uh, and then a quick afternoon in the black. So that was fun you cool. know, to sort of branch out a little bit and remember like, oh, yeah, this is fun. I do like doing this. Um, uh-huh. I've definitely gotten sucked into rifle this year. Right so, on. That's which, so yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know. It just makes your day. I know. So warms excited. your heart. Not but, mine. Um, You're next, Steve. Yes. You no. are next. No way. We're like trying to get our claws into Steve. <laughs> no one no. rock climbs there. They just hang. Yeah. Mm. No, it was, it, was, it was cool. It was it was good. I mean, track climbing is definitely my roots, and it was fun to get off the ground. And, you know, especially at Lumpy, it's just so different mm. with the slabby nature of the climbing, and that's totally not my forte. And, you know, it's a great place to climb. It's beautiful. Right on. So did you uh, did Tracy impart any pearls of wisdom for you from, from the from, from the, the MGA course? No, I mean it's, it's not, no you know, daisy change. She had a ton of good feedback. It sounded like it was a good course for right. her. So cool. You know. All right, all right. Well, let's get to uh, let's get to listener mail, shall we? Yeah, let's see what we and, got. Um, I, I'm doing this to hopefully encourage you guys to to do more sending sending me more listener mail. Um, the first one is actually I'm going to start with here is uh, the actual very first email i ever got under the moniker of the normal cast you can only imagine how excited i was and this guy it comes from lucas who lives in southern california hey lucas what's up i know you're still listening and he has actually a bunch of different questions in here so i'm going to go ahead and start with the with with uh the first one i'm going to skip right to that and he says uh so i have a few questions for you first why are most climbers so slow i am no speed climber by any means but i am constantly seeing people climb unfathomably slow that's a hard word to say i find that i'm constantly passing parties and i'm never pass this wouldn't be an issue except for the fact that the slower teams never want you to pass them and they never want you to go in front of them it really isn't that frustrating because i will just do a different route but it's fascinating how slow people climb most of the time i can't even imagine how you could possibly move so slow <laughs> wow wow <laughs> <He's>, yeah <laughs> when he sent his email he's 20 he might be 21 by now oh yeah i hope you are lucas yeah. but uh yeah so that that was his thing now hopefully he didn't sound too cocky in that but <laughs> i understand where he's coming from especially about the passing so what do you guys think about the etiquette of passing and before you answer you know this is something that since I started climbing, because of the increased amount of climbers, has become more and more of an issue. And the interesting thing is, back when I, you know, when I started climbing, or, or as I got into climbing, it was kind of the running joke that the only people who would ever like insist on like really running up and passing you were euros. And so, if you were in Yosemite and a couple euros showed up, and they had no problem with it, like they would come by and just be, you know talk some indecipherable German to you and start clipping your shit and off they would go. And I, because I think that simply they had been dealing with it 
longer because I think there's a lot more sort of in the Alps and things like that. A lot of these classic routes have been a lot more crowded because concentration of population and also just more climbers. But nowadays, it's definitely, you know, if you get on a classic 5.9 out in in Yosemite or wherever on a nice day, there's going to be other people on it. So what do you guys think about passing? I, you know, I, it, this this one I think is an interesting one because um, I feel like it's something that doesn't get talked about very often, but that maybe should be. It's kind of one of these etiquette things mm-hmm. that you don't learn when you get into rock climbing, mm-hmm. or you know, you start doing some some multi pitch, and and no one like you know takes you aside and is like, hey, just so you know, this is how you kind of deal with this because um, you know I, I think passing's fine, and you know we talked about this a little bit before, but I think everybody approaches differently right so mm-hmm. for some of us we might be going out to do a climb that is going to be fully engaging for us and it might be you know, you know we plan on being out all day it's going to be challenging whatever and then you know on the other spectrum you've got people who are like whatever the climb may just be well within their ability level and they may be just mm-hmm. trying to do it really quick and so you know if you're in the, that latter category and you go out to just romp up something and then there's people in front of you if they won't let you pass that's kind of a bummer because you know you're just like hey we're going to be off this thing you know well before you're done and i think where the trickiness comes in is egos you know I, and i think that's where people get a little tweaked because um you know like if i if i was on a route and i'm going to pass you like i'm not that is in no way a statement about who you are as a climber, your ability level. It just means I want to climb a little faster today. You know, and I've done that. Like I've gone out to Eldo and it was like a Sunday and I wanted to do a climb before going back to Carbondale. And so just something quick and, you know, got a couple pitches and then it was like, okay, yep. The people in front of us, it's going to be more of, you know, they're in it to win it. They're, they're stopping on the ledges. They're eating lunch Mm -hmm. and that's fine. Again, I don't care. Like go out and enjoy it how you want. That that has no bearing on my experience, but then, you know, let me pass. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, I'm not aggro in any way with this stuff, but I just feel like, I feel like a lot of this stuff could be avoided if people were just a little more understanding about it, you know, like. Don't let your ego in the way. Like, hey, if I'm on a route and someone comes blasting up behind me, I'm absolutely going to let them right, pass. Because right. if I'm like two or three pitches up and they started and they're catching up to me, like, yeah, for a brief little stretch, I'm going to have to sit there and let them catch right. me and, and, and then go by. But then I'm going to be out of their way. Well, the thing is, is, uh, is that as soon as those people are up riding your ass or if you're riding someone's ass, it's like all of a sudden that the party that's on top is their experience is going to be affected by that because it's yeah. just like being tailgated on the road. Exactly. Like, yeah. Everybody's thinking about it. Yeah. So yeah. like chill out and let them pass and you're going to have a better day. Right. Yeah. So then it's not stressful. Like I, I did a right. one time in the black where somebody was below us and it was like, it was a, kind of a loose climb and you're just like, I was kind of terrified we were going to kill them. You yeah. know, you're just like, Okay, so if we pull off a rock, it's not just like, hey, it's going to the river. It's like, oh, man, what if it hits this person behind us? So why not let – I mean, what's the reasons for not letting someone pass that? You don't want someone above you. Sure. And and also, I mean, it is going to slow you down for a brief moment. Right. It will slow you down because you're going to stop. Have to stop. You're going to have to wait. You know, and let them get by you. But if you brought your lunch, then good for you. (laughs) Yeah, this is a great time to eat lunch. Yeah. Have you have yeah. you guys had any sort of incidences with passing that? No, like that, ha- like in Eldo, right. that happened, right? We're right. literally like we were, and I was just like, and it was a classic easy route there. And literally, we had been in Rocky Mountain Park the day before. We just wanted to do something quick, check it out, go home, right? It was going to be a quick thing. And the other group, 
uh, you know, they again, they were like stopping eating lunch, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking like a four or five, you know, nothing like, you know, seriously big. And, and I think there were some other people in front of us, so we couldn't even have the conversation, but the people in front of us weren't sort of making moves to pass. So we were just like, you know what, whatever, we're out of here. We like wrapped off the anchor and left. And then, you know, on the flip side, like Tracy and I have been, have gone to Red Rocks where, you know, one of the things we'll do there is go and try and do a couple of the sort of more moderate classic trad routes in a day, right? So mm-hmm. instead of like, just doing one of them it's like okay what if we could link a couple of these because they're cool they're only like four or five pitches so why not do a couple of them in a day and again that's a that's a classic example of a place where someone may be like they may be doing their first five seven multi-pitch mm-hmm. you know and we just want to you know get up it and go on to the next one and enjoy and, and make that part of our day and so you know it can it can get kind of weird there where you're you ever been shut down Have people giving you like the evil eye and said no yeah because it's like i i know i've had friends that were threatened yeah you know i, I, I got the no on the walls i mean once when you're dealing with like hauling and passing and aid climbing the passing becomes a lot more difficult and i've gotten the no the no yeah which how, how did you take it well i just wait till the next lunch. day and get up early get up early well awesome. yeah. it, you know it depends i guess on what your on what your own personal schedule is because right. at times it's like you know it's getting dark and I'm like, Oh God, you know, like I do not want to spend a night with these people on a ledge and we're just playing through. I mean, you know, there are, there, I was trying to think about like, there are some rules because I have definitely been passed. And then it's just like, it reminds me of driving at night. If you're following somebody, it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier to be right behind them because you're sort of like, yeah. using their headlights as well as your own and as soon as you pass them all of a sudden it's a little more scary and yeah. you slow yeah. down and they're on your ass <laughs> yeah and it's the same with climbing i i've done both where i've passed somebody sure that we were going so much faster and now that we were route finding right. we slowed the fuck down mm. and pretty soon we're causing the problem i have a really funny story about that yes. so, we were in red rocks and the same thing, you know, just like this party was on this route and, and you know, in theory, it was going to be like really cruiser for us. And so we're like, hey, can we pass? And then, and then I was like, OK, I'll just do a big, long, like 70 meter pitch from the ground to get past them. So we passed them. They were super gracious and like really nice folks, you know, no big deal. And then it was really funny, though, because we hadn't brought a topo for the climb. So literally for like the next two or three pitches, we kept yelling down to them to ask them where the route went. Right. I kid you. Like it was, you know, and we were just thinking like, and we were, st- we stayed ahead of them. So right. that wasn't an issue, but we were thinking they were like, they, they were probably like, who are you? these freaking yeah. yahoos that right? asked to pass us and then didn't know where the route went and had to be like, no, wait, are we on route? Like, does it go over here? Yeah. And, you know, so that felt a little funky, but. You know, I got into this on, on Mountain Project one time and I sort of jokingly said that, yeah, you know, all you have to do is come up at the belay and just be like super nice and just yeah. be like, Hey, what's up? Oh yeah. That and commiserate. Like, I mean, it's just like salesman sort of stuff. Like, right. Right? <laughs> what's up? up? You know, how was that last pitch for you guys? I thought it was really run out. You know, did you, what did you guys think of it? Like, and then just kind of start prepping to pass, like yeah. without sort of even asking. And, you know, I think it's just like anything else. If you come up and you're just like, Oh, we're passing and there's nothing you can do about it. You're going to get some pushback. Sure. If you come up and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then vice versa, like you were saying, if you are getting passed, just sort of you got to swallow your ego that you got caught up with and you're not climbing as well as maybe you hoped you would be. But it just seems like a strange thing to get super bent out of shape. 
you know it is and people do for sure but and i've expressed this before um on maybe not on this podcast but on off belay that that i find and this may be alienated a bunch of people but i'm gonna do it again anyway (laughs) he just wants that hate mail this is is that kind of show (laughs) is that there it's like beginner climbers if somebody more experienced than them comes rocking up on them they're usually like okay these guys are rad let's let's let them go Experienced climbers know that they've they've gotten drafted and and they're going to pass. It's the middle ground, folks, and 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 those routes tend to be the most packed: the five eights, the long five eights, the long five nines. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the I find that a lot of those climbers just breaking into those multi pitch routes, those long routes, become really touchy and really sensitive about that stuff. And they have these ideas about safety where I don't want anybody climbing above them, and and that is an a legitimate safety concern, but unfortunately we're in an age in rock climbing in the United States where a classic route just, you're not going to be alone anymore. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, go, go watch Crimson Chrysalis on any oh, God, Saturday. In high school. That was like that 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, I think what you're talking about too, though, I think it's that, you know, the group or whatever, I think it's, there's an education piece there. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I, you know, kind of joking, but like, I don't know how you kind of get the word out because I feel like that is it's like you, you, you start learning about multi-pitch climbing and anchors and whatever. And, and people don't really talk about like the, the, the passing thing, which again, like you're saying is, is becoming more and more relevant because our cliffs are becoming mm-hmm. more crowded. And so, yeah, I mean, how does that, you know, where, right. where does that responsibility lie? You know, maybe we're doing it right now talking about it. Like, hey, everyone out there, guess what? It's okay to get past. It yeah. doesn't mean you suck at rock climbing. It doesn't mean they're better than you. But, Even if they well, are, who cares? Not. You know, yeah. like, it doesn't matter. No, it matters. Like, well, I think the reason I sort of point out that crowd, I, uh, you know, I know a lot of folks are in, I was there, everybody's there at one point, is that's part of the things I think when you are sort of on the edge of what is comfortable for you, then you are much i mean it stresses you out to have those people yeah. come up it's like anxiety you're kind of and, yeah, and like, what you want to clip my gear yeah, right yeah right? do you mind if i just clip into your anchor you know because and but but the one thing i will say about that and then, and then we'll move on but is that if you are gonna let somebody pass if you've decided it's happening whether you like it or not then it's in everybody's best interest for you to facilitate in yeah. other words Get them out of the way as fast as you can, which means, yeah, Let just clip, clip into in. my anchor for a second. For sure. Hit it because if you start to be sort of obstructionist and make them like climb over to the side and build an anchor like on some other crappy part of the, the wall or whatever, you're just screwing yourself because you're waiting for them to go. Sure. Now, if you're trying to do that to stop them from passing you, well, then you're just an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so, then it's just going to get weird, weirder. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. just be cool. You know, yeah. just, yeah, be, just cool. be cool. Be good people. All right, yeah. thanks, Lucas, for that. You also asked about why checks are so crazy. Um, I, I wrote you back about that. So um, it's because their life is just rough, you know? Oh, yeah. And so, you know. Slovenians as well. Yeah, exactly. So just look at the history of climbing in those two countries. It'll explain everything. All right, moving on. Here's a, uh, a message or an email from Sam. Um, I'm currently on episode five, so this one goes back. And I'm often thinking about the dilemma of what to do when you see people being unsafe at the crag. It was interesting to hear you and Andrew Bishrat talking about dealing with those kinds of situations. I definitely agree that sometimes it's better just to walk away. I've unfortunately been around people doing some sketchy shit 
and said something just to have them snap back at me about how they are just warming up so they can totally untie their shoe while belaying. Or my favorite time, I saw a fellow climber who was walking around the crag and I politely brought to his attention that he had not doubled back his harness. He quickly came back with, I'm going to do it later, bro. Shit. (laughs) That's all capitalized. That kind of attitude I just don't get. It's the, it's the, there you go with the egos again. Yep. Like, don't tell me what to do, you know? It's fine. Die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you say it's that. It's like, not good for us. Until you're cleaning up the mess. As a right. user group, oh, to have that you're going to be brought into the into uh, It is. Situation. I'll always speak up and tell people, especially right. around here. I mean, you've got so many new climbers that they need to learn. Right. And and it, I think it's just again it's about approach like yeah exactly uh, right. you know you might even preface with this you know with like hey I know you probably know this but hey I just wanted to mention your 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 buckles undone you know I used to guide and quite a bit and I guided in L A actually in a place called Stony Point ooh which is uh, urban cragging of the worst variety no <laughs> offense. To Randy Levitt, who learned how to climb there, Royal Robbins, who learned how to climb there, and people who are still climbing there. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, so being in an urban environment, there are a lot of people drawn there. And I used to, you know, guiding, I'd have some moments kind of to myself, and I'd sort of walk the top of the cliff and, you know, just saw some stuff that was really gnarly. And I would have to, a lot of times, make an assessment like, okay, this is bad. It's not institutionalized, but it'll hold. And then other stuff, like, you guys, you know, really ought to. And I got away with it a couple times because I presented them as, hey, I'm a guide, and this is going to be some free time for you if you come up here and have a look at your have a look at your anchor. And mostly it was okay, but, um, you know, I can just see it's that ego thing and people are touchy. But in my opinion, if, if it's impending doom, I mean, it's fun to just say, okay, these people are – you know, it's like gene pool. We're getting them out of the, the Darwinian thing. <laughs> but, not into it. <laughs> but the problem is, is you're going to be part of the rescue. That yeah. is the problem. You know, that's the main problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I guess we just have to do it. I think that everyone should be looking out for each other. We're climbers. Like it's a community and most of us are pretty cool. Right. So. Well, yeah. and, and the line you just said is the key one. Is looking out for each yeah. other because that's yeah. all it is. That's We're not really trying to demean is. you and no, say it, you're. And an we idiot. all make mistakes, right? right? Yeah. We all do the dumb thing. We all like start tying a knot, and then somebody distracts us, and you forget. I mean, right? And that's it. Kind of goes back to the passing thing where you're like, "Look, I'm not doubting what you're capable of. I'm just bringing it up, you know." And again, I think you know the the delivery. For right. sure. It's all about the delivery. Has a big part of it, you know. And I mean, I don't know. The one that comes to mind when I think of that is like the classic, like newer climbers at the anchor, and they're trying to walk them through cleaning it. And you're just like, <laughs> like I've hopped in on those scenarios right. where you're just like, okay, hold on, like what are you really doing up there? Like, no, 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 I'm gonna walk you through this because I think your partner is gonna get you killed. You know, yeah, you know, and then it's like, that. yeah, and then I'm gonna be the one holding your head at the base, and you know, like uh, I don't want to, you know, not because for me, I don't want to see you die. Like, you know, like no. you're probably a good person, so let's just let's get it done the right way. So, you know, yeah. Who was that? Who was that that wrote that one? Sam. In? Sam. Just keep fighting the good fight, Sam. Totally. Yeah. Just suck it up. I <laughs> mean, you'd worry. be happier than, like I said, holding their C spine. Yeah. Unless somebody exactly. runs to call nine one one. That's so. not that cool. No. Um, just be cool about it and accept it. It's just part of the deal. So, 
All right, so uh, another one. This is a specific thing with um, an episode that I did with Sam Leitner about uh, access to cliffs. And this one goes like this. Uh, Chris, I love the episode with Sam Leitner. Strong show. Thanks for all the work. As a rep of Rifle Climbers Coalition, Mike and I have been working with the Access Fund to try to get the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Department to open the lower portion of the canyon to climbing. In their staff report to the commission, they cite quotations from Mountain Project and rockclimbing.com. So the quote specifically from Mountain Project is that, quote, the climbing here is excellent and there's more than enough routes to go around. Okay, and then the quote from rockclimbing.com is, quote, has quite possibly the largest concentration of quality, easily accessible hard sport routes in America. Okay, and he goes on to talk about how they have brought up that those specific quotes. And actually, since this email was sent quite a while back, they did not allow new climbing in the lower canyon in Rifle. Um, they're still working on it, so we'll see what happens. But the interesting thing about this is that when Sam talked about it, he was talking about these real contentious arguments that happen in full view online on Mountain Project on Super Topo. That not only are the issues prevalent, you know, are the issues sort of put foremost in the mind of land managers, but it also shows how maybe we're not such like the most um, easy to work with group of people as we like are taking each other down. But the interesting thing about these quotes is that they had nothing to do with that. These are just offhand comments that are put on there seemingly to, to kind of promote an area. And these guys went in there. And found a way to use them to mm-hmm. to to actually shut us down, and so I guess the only real lesson from that is that you're being watched. So watch what you say. Yeah, and then I think you know, and I think Sam really covered it in that, from what I remember in that interview. But you know, I'm always shocked and a little saddened. Like you'll see like a YouTube video of somebody trundling something, or you know, just things that like again, we don't need to air the dirty laundry. Like you know, if you bolted a sport route, you know what goes on. Not everybody needs to know. Don't worry about it. You know, like keep it where it needs to go. Well, we used to want to be a subculture. I mean, right. we used to want to be underground, but I think those days are gone. I think those days are gone. You lament that, don't you, Steve? I don't really <laughs> know much about that, <laughs> but I do think those days are gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I, it makes me think because there, there's there's a little uh, there's a little flap that I'm privy to down in the Black Canyon. Um, ongoing, which I'm not going to give any details about for this very reason. And the one thing I said to the to the interested parties in this whole thing is that you guys need to keep it to yourselves. And it has sure. to do with bolting. And it has to do with some other sort of things. But I said, if you release this into the internet mire, then we're going to have a big old problem. So hopefully um, people will sort of... Uh, settle their differences privately like oh, we yeah we, we like to talk about how we're self-policing and so you know let's let's do that yeah let's kick it old and school. not on the internet the internet is much bigger than <laughs> anyone realizes is the thing okay this one's a little bit of business it says hey chris big fan of the show it's made all the long drives between climbing areas go so much quicker with much more entertainment while I've been traveling for the last few months. I'm just wondering where all the clips you play at the beginning of the show come from. You know, the Euro guy talking about cutting the frayed ropes and continuing in style and whatnot. Uh, first of all, I think one of the reasons I produced this is for road trips. We spent a lot of time in the cars. So um, 
hopefully that's getting people from point A to point B. And um, it's mostly uh, from the Iger Sanction. I think a lot of people probably know that. But uh, I use Iger Sanction quotes. I use quotes from the greatest movie ever made, which is Jeremiah Johnson, and other random things that I just think up. And it's kind of like, and this is going to date me a little bit, it's kind of like making a mixtape. Oh. <laughs> we still do that. We still yeah, like do that. you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. cool. But they're not on tapes. No, no, it's a CD. Yeah. Or like a, a lot playlist. More work or like a playlist, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not even like a tangible that's, thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of those things I'm just going to... That's just bullshit. Because it took a long... Oh, yeah. You folks that used to make tape uh, tapes, yeah. it took a long time. Yeah. You're dubbing with your little tape totally. deck and like... You had to go... You had to listen to the whole song and... Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it meant... Those are special days. It meant right, yeah. so much more. But anyway, it's kind of like, you know, it, I, I sort of think of it as a mixtape. I try to think of, you know, these quotes that are relevant and uh, and they may only end up being relevant to me, but uh, I just mine whatever whatever movies make me think of that. But That's the, solid. I mean, the Iger Sanction is the greatest yeah. climbing movie ever made. Yeah. The best movie ever made is Jeremiah Johnson, but the best climbing movie is, uh, is Iger Sanction. However, I will say this. If you have never seen it before and you decide to watch the Iger Sanction, just know that 1974, or I think it's right around then that it was made, was a very different time in terms of men and women. I was going to say something There you about go. That. <laughs> you watch that and you're kind of like, yeah. no way. Did they just say that? <laughs> yes, like, exactly. So. Yeah, so that's, that's a good warning. If any of you ladies yeah. like decide yeah. you're going to check out uh, the Iger Sanction, just remember that. Those yeah. were different days. Different and, times. Um, Thank you. Know, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, you'll get what we mean. They're very, there's some fairly misogynistic uh, quips throughout that movie. but uh, and, and as well as some, some racial overtones yeah, that were kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. aside from that, best climbing footage in a movie, yeah. hands Solid. down. And you've been doing that since Off the Lay, right? The yeah, same source. Totally, thing. yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Next email. And this. I'm going to have to give this one as my very favorite email that I've gotten. Mm. Hey, Chris, the Armacast. A buddy of mine must have just sent you a sticker request because I noticed a new sticker on his heavily stickered Subaru Outback. And I asked about it, and he said, You don't listen to the Normacast? Now, I've only been climbing for a couple years, and I only lead like 5'9 plus on a good low-gravity day. But your podcast made my five-hour drive to my boyfriend's house way more enjoyable. And I wasn't even that upset when I got there and he broke up with me because I was like, that's cool. I'll just listen to the normal cast on my way home. If I had any money at all and didn't need new climbing shoes, I would send some your way for getting me through my breakup and for being pretty funny. <laughs> if it helps your ego at all, excuse me. <laughs> I don't think Fitz Cahal is that funny. <laughs> I mean, that, that's an amazing... That is super work, solid. ...work of literature right there. She needs to come to Carbondale. Yes, she does. There's plenty of guys that would be so happy to date a gal who's leading a 5'9 plus, even on a low-gravity day. I mean, 5'9 plus depends where... That could be like I know, that is a great you know. grade to say you got. Yeah, exactly. She probably climbs 5'11 sport and doesn't For realize real. it yet. Yeah. So anyway, Gillian, it's been a little while since she sent this, so hopefully she's worked through it, and... Uh, you know, I'm just glad I was there for you. I really am. And uh, as far as your dig on Fitzcahal, I wasn't going to read it at first, but <laughs> that that guy's shtick isn't being funny anyway. <laughs> it's not. He's serious. Yeah. I love Fitz and uh, solid. 
Stick with it, Gillian. We love you. Yeah. I want to tackle a couple here together because they both kind of talk about the same things. The first one is from, uh, at least part of it anyway, it's quite a long email. It's from T. I'm just going to go with T. This one says, hi, Chris. Did you ever notice how Hank Williams III sounds better and better with every beverage? I have noticed that, actually. Anyway, a loyal listener here, and I'd like to start off saying that the last podcast was courageous. And she's talking about the Brendan Leonard podcast. You mean to say that climbing is not all rainbows and unicorn farts? That it potentially identifies a larger issue that many of us refuse to face? That of addiction? Could be an addiction to a way of life that allows us to withdraw from responsibility to friends and family. Maybe it helps us hide our other addictions and creates an enabling environment for behavior that might not otherwise be tolerated. Okay, I get the irony that I'm imbibing in alcohol whilst discussing the darker edges of our tribe. Whatever, I'm not immune. Indeed. Yeah. All right, well, well let's, let's leave that one hang for a second because I have another one that talks about the same thing. This one is, oh, that one's from T. This one is from Stefan. And this one says, a part of it says that the idea that climbing is an addiction rings true with myself and friends. A small group of us essentially quit our, quote, real lives and began climbing as full time as you can while living in Seattle. Now, having left our jobs again, we're on the road for the fall. This is now my third fall on the road, and I would be lying if I said climbing hadn't significantly changed my life. I don't want to call an addiction but at times it's hard to deny. Hmm. So what do you think about the dark side of this whole climbing thing? I was going to say, I don't, I don't think the last one necessarily, I mean, it sounds like they're super into it, but I don't know, like addiction. Like I, I work part-time at an addiction treatment center. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think addiction is dark. Right. Yeah. You know, it's super dark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sounds like, you know, with, with that one in particular, I don't know. It seems like it's working out for him. But, right. you know, like um, when Matt Samet did his article on Outside about that, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of ended it with this thing like, oh, you know, it, it can basically, you know, mine was drugs, but yours might be climbing or whatever. And, right. And, you know, I think that's true. And, and, and climbing, I mean, it is addicting, I think, you know, and the same patterns you see in people who, who have drug and alcohol addictions, you can see in climbing where... Um, you know, it takes over their lives. Like not again, not in a good way, not in like it's giving me purpose or whatever, but like in a, like I'm ruining relationships. I can't think of anything else. I can't talk about anything else. And yeah, I mean, we're talking climbing, right? So I'm not dissing on that, but like, again, like, like a darker side, like, you know, people where you're just like, man, that, that seems like maybe you've taken it too far, you know, like it's just climbing. Like you should take a step back. So Steve, as you're sort of like, you know, new to this whole thing and you definitely have created a life around climbing in the last couple of years for sure like has that ever crossed your mind or is it is it all positive for you it's all positive for me i mean to call it an addiction like if that's what you want to call it that's fine i think it's pretty safe addiction it's not like heroin or something so well i mean it's kind of a semantic game addiction obsession exactly addiction is not the word i would use right right but uh, it, you know, if you have an addictive personality, that's like mm-hmm. a term that gets tossed around a lot. And you want to make it climbing your addiction, yeah, that's great. It's a lot better than the other options, right? And you know, I think these these uh, people who mailed in probably used that word because I used it. You know, so it, it is an interesting thing though because I've, you know, in that preface, it was to the the Brendan Leonard 
episode uh, sure. where he talked about addiction to alcohol, and I sort of analogized it to climbing. But you know, I, I do have these moments where I've thought about it in terms of like the long view of my life and what it's meant to me, but also all the sacrifices that I've made. And I think most of them were conscious, you know, in that in that I was very conscious about okay, I'm doing this, and here are the the sacrifices I'm going to make to be able to do this, which to me doesn't sound like an addiction. You know, I think those things just pile up on you, whether you like it or not, you know, so I, I, it is kind of a weird word that I ended up using and that some of these people talked about. But I do think it speaks to this larger issue of maybe there is a little bit destructive about it in terms of, I guess, what we think of as a sort of a proper responsible life. For sure. Well, and I think it's different. You know, you talk about like sacrifices you've made, but and you don't have to you know, get into specifics, but. You know, there's a difference between saying like, okay, I'm going to give up a quote comfortable life for you know instead of to pursue rock climbing. Like, I don't see that necessarily as a negative thing, right? Mm Because I mean, the comfortable life thing, whatever. That's just right American culture, whatever. Um, But you know, I would say more like you know, um, if you're blowing, you know, let's say you're married, right, and your marriage is going to crap because all you want to do is go rock climbing, or uh, you know, you're blowing off family, or you know, like like more like problems like that and I, and I think I mean climbing is interesting because the more you do it the more you want to do it mm-hmm. you know and, and it does have so I think for a lot of people it has that that pull of like man I just want to do this all the time mm-hmm. but I don't know like at the same time like I think as I've gotten older like I like the balance you mm-hmm. know I lo- it's like it feels right to have the balance like as you know as much fun as like okay yeah take three months off go rock climbing like that sounds awesome would i want to take the next 10 years off and go rock climbing honestly i wouldn't I, you know it doesn't right. that doesn't feel right to me right you know it wouldn't feel like you know i would be a productive part of society doing that um and so maybe that's where it falls where it's like yeah maybe there's people who have a lot to offer the world who maybe they get sucked in and you know can't find a way to make it balanced or you know they start in you know at a certain place and then it just doesn't change you know right. and i know we've you know we've had some t- conversations about folks who are like lifelong climbers and then they get to like their 50s 60s 70s and it's like what do they have going on right you know and they never ne- they forgot to put in some right. some uh some sort of structure that would allow them to kind of move on to the next thing Right. right. Yeah, I know. I'm so fucking scared of that. <laughs> the normal cast. The normal cast. Yeah, this is my retirement is right here. When Doing this thing it. goes big, making respect. it happen. Exactly. <laughs> so. So yeah, I mean, but it's it's a fine line. It seems like you know, it's like we, this is this thing that we love and we're all passionate about, and you know, it never seems like enough is enough. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think if you step back from it, you can see that okay, yeah, actually, that is that's that's good and. You know, it do, I do need time for these things. Friends are important. Family is important. You know, as much good as much fun as climbing is. You know, so I don't know. It's it's interesting, and you know, whatever. I'm 34. You know, so it's like I'm looking with maybe a little more. You know, I don't want to say wisdom. I don't think you, don't think you get that till you're in your 40s. But right when you um, turn 41, then you get the, then you get your wisdom card. It's handed but, to uh, you. Yeah, yeah. It's in a box. Actually. <laughs> Finally, I wondered where this it arise was. from UPS. Where were you in my twenties? <laughs> oh man! But you know, I don't know. It's just I think it's you know I'm sure at different times in your life you have different ideas and how that works. You know. Yeah, I think that for sure. Like as you grow into it, you know, these are probably the addiction thing is definitely there when you're first starting, 
and then you kind of take a step back. You get an injury or something, and you gain a new respect for mm-hmm. your rock climbing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and obviously there's all sorts of positives that come out of it that I don't think you could uh, you could attribute to sort of drug addiction and alcohol addiction and right. some of the things we traditionally. I mean, at least you're fit. Um, you're yeah. driving towards being totally. healthy. You're in nature. Yeah, like, you're outside and you're socializing. Generally, you're socializing unless you're Jim Byer or somebody. But right. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like the the people. I don't know. It's you know, it, it seems like the percentage of people out there or whatever that it's like a dark thing for them or whatever. It's probably pretty small. And and it's it's kind of like I always hear the argument about uh, you know video games turning people violent. You know, they always say, well, those people were prone to it anyway, and Maybe that was a trigger, but they'd have found it anyhow. And I think probably climbing just ends up replacing or being the thing that that person might have found to be addicted to either way. You know, it's like, because, I mean, you may be able to speak to this, BJ, having worked with people with, you know, true, what we would sort of consider um, addiction that... You know, it's sort of filling this thing that's missing regardless whether it's going to be drugs or alcohol or, you know, sure. whatever Going happens to the to gym. Be. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's part of the program that I work at. That's a big component to it is we do a lot of outdoor stuff. So that's mm-hmm. what I do. Like, I take guys rock climbing and it's like, and and we know, it's like we have this, we you know, kind of in the back of your mind, wow, you know, if you take this to the extreme, this can also be unhealthy. But kind of like Steve said. You know, let's. We'd rather have you rock climbing than than shooting up or smoking crack or whatever. Right. So, you know, like, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's start with that. You know, let's let's move on to that right. thing. And and again, yeah, you know, like people with with those kinds of personalities that are prone to that, like they, you know, you do see them sort of latch onto something and just mm-hmm. like fully embrace it. And, yeah. Well, you're much happier with that. Exactly. It's, very it's so much healthier. Like you're saying. I mean, you know, it's, it's just amazing. And I mean, you know, the the. The, the fitness, the places we get to go. I mean, it's it's an incredible thing to be a rock climber. It really is. Like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty astounding. Like you look at society at large, and it's just. I mean, climbers are people, and you know we you see that all the time. When you want to think everybody at the crag is going to be awesome, and most people are, but you know, occasionally you get whatever. And and uh, but man, like we're the things we get to do and and see and mm-hmm. experience. And it's like, I, I don't want those other things that I'm told I'm supposed to have in society. It's like, I'll, I'll take a sunset from a wall right. in Indian Creek any day over that. You right. Know, I'd, I'd give up a lot for a sunset in Indian Creek. <laughs> you don't have to, man. They're free. I You got to be there. For so, now, you know, <laughs> they're free. They're totally free. Every night. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right on, guys. Well, um, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, if we didn't get to your mail, that's not—it's not that I didn't love it. It's just that we've uh, we've expended this hour on those few that we talked about. So please, out there, keep sending me emails. Chris at anormalcast.com. If you want to talk to BJ, you can talk to him over at splitterchoss.com. Steve, you'll have to find him at the cliff, right? Yep. And not at Rifle. Nope. Not at don't all. look there. He'll be down in the Black Canyon tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, so look for him there. Um, that'll be in the past, though, when this comes <laughs> yeah, out. So right. You'll need a time machine. So maybe you saw him. Yeah, Weird. maybe you did see him. Um, and again, in terms of this podcast, uh, you know, I've been, this is the 20th episode. That's not actually a huge milestone because 
I think 25 will be 25 one year. 25 is the one. Oh, it's one year. Too. Yeah, because it's been two a month. Two. Oh, yeah. So yeah. number 25 will be like year two. Nice. Well, and uh, she get everybody on one, uh, one, one yeah, episode. Yeah, like a reunion Just episode. A reunion episode. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. All the past. Yeah, you're going to need a few more microphones. But yeah. In a bigger room, maybe. And again, <laughs> looking back at a lot of the sort of uh, comments that have to do with what the show's about or how it's done or anything else. I totally appreciate um, all of those. I'm going to say all of them with, without an exception. You know, people have asked me to do certain topics and I certainly haven't gotten to um, all of them or I've done variations on them, but don't think that I'm just blowing you off because I totally appreciate it. And it may be on the list. It's just, uh, you know, I, I definitely do this by the skin of my teeth. Um, I made these guys come over here on a Friday evening uh, to sit down with me to talk about these uh, emails, but I'm just always kind of just putting it together um, in the cr- most creative way that I can. And I do appreciate all those sorts of things in the critiques. So keep them coming. Um, the one thing I actually have gotten a lot of is that um, wanting to kind of be a little more spontaneous in terms of I've been focusing on doing a lot of interviews, which I think are really fun. And I think the interviews are actually really fun for me because I get to talk to these people and um, I'm getting better at them. But I will sort of keep that in mind as the spontaneity, and this is what you get when when uh, when we go there. So I appreciate you guys coming by. Thanks, BJ. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to be back. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. And uh, good luck in the Black Canyon tomorrow. Stoked. Which at, when this comes out, it'll be a week ago. Yep. And uh, I'll see you in Rifle tomorrow, see you in right? Rifle. Might, might, yeah, replace some hardware tomorrow. Oh, yeah, you guys are clean working up. hard. Rifle cleanup. Rifle, rifle cleanup. Clean tomorrow. Just All right. The down day all right, thanks, guys. Normalcast.com. Like us on Facebook. We'll see you next time. Oh, and don't forget to check your knot. Iger North Base. Oh, shit, I'm going with you. You're going to the Iger? I'm the ground man for that climb. Isn't that enough to singe your ass? I'm going to nursemaid you again after all of these years. You nursemaid me? I don't know if I could outclimb you on your best day. I can outdrink you right now. Well, you just enjoy that one, because you're off of the sauce until you're in shape for the climb. Meanwhile, I'll have another. <laughs> <laughs>